attention please. All specialty center students have a report to comments A. Specialty center to the comments. Pun intended. I got those. I gotta stop saying that so much. Oh, did it again. <laughs> Public speaking. <laughs> This is you go back and listen to yourself. Yes. What the heck did I just say? This is great. What am I doing? All right. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Teaching. I'm your host, Pete Anderson, and this is the podcast in which I speak with educators about the qualities that make for good teaching. Makes no difference if sweet hot. Just keep that rhythm everything. Today's episode is a continuation of my conversation with 20-year veteran history teacher Ryan Conway. And we're back with Ryan Conway. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Love it. Uh, Ryan, I heard a rumor, maybe I'm wrong, that you're going on a cart next year? Oh, um, that was a rumor. I mean, that was that was true, but apparently that is that has been changed. Oh. So I'm not. I'm no okay. longer going well, on a cart. How the heck did the rumor get started? Well, because, I, I mean, it was true. It was true. It was true. It well, was why true. why was it true? You volunteered? Don't tell me you volunteered. I did not volunteer. No, no, no. I did not volunteer. Um, no, didn't volunteer. Um, well, I'm sorry. It's okay. But, and but I'm happy now that it's false. But I have, I mean, I have, I have a room now. I have a room. Not the same room, but I have, I do now, have, I right. do have a room. Now that I know you didn't volunteer, imagine now if you had volunteered and then it was taken away, how much more street cred you would have with you, the admins. See, huh? you're right. You got, you got, it, you got a ton of street cred when you volunteered. <sighs> You know, I you throw yourself. You never say no. You never Just, say yes, yes, yes. You want to borrow something? Yeah, you can have it. You can have it. You can have it. I know. Sometimes it doesn't come back. But some, or you know, offer to help. Most people say no. When you say you need some help? Yeah. No, nah, I'm fine. Yeah. But you look great. Yeah. But when they say yes, you go, okay, sure. Love to help. No, I don't. No, I don't. You do it anyway. Yeah. That's very selfish, but it works. And it feels good to help people. Well, you're a better man than I was. I am until I go on a cart. That was the second time I've been on a cart, and that will be the last time I've been on a cart. Yeah. I think it was the second time. I can't even remember back to the first school. Anyways, I was concerned about how you're going to get your basketball hoop around from class to class. That was that. That's the main thing. Was that why it stopped? Perhaps? That's why it like, stopped. Well, there's no said, way you could drag that. What thing do you around. do with the basketball hoop? Mm. So uh, on this topic of um, volunteering, which you didn't, which I didn't do, <laughs> I was on the assumption. I know were, it would have made for better oh, radio. Well, this question doesn't work, but anyways, <laughs> other than yourself, have you ever known a teacher not to share or just offer up help? <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever? <laughs> Other than myself. <laughs> I'm a very selfish individual. So besides me. <laughs> That's killing me. Oh, um, okay. Oh, well, of course. Of course I Have I ever heard? Oh, we don't have to say names. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. But uh, um, I, way, way back when, uh, when the laptop thing just, boop, here it is. And um, you weren't teaching. No, yeah. you weren't teaching then. That, I, that first year, the clamshells, as we called them. That was my that first was year. Nineteen ninety nine or two thousand, something like that. I thought, I, oh, okay. Then maybe it was a. Yeah, oh no, I, no, I, maybe it was after that. You're I started right. in oh one. Okay. Did you have one of the clamshells? No, middle school didn't get oh, that first. Middle schoolers. Yeah. I think we got little. We got. We got Apple computers. Yeah, you got the better but the, one. But the better one. The, the high school. Yeah, got you the guys got the clam. One. We didn't get the clamshells. Yeah, so anyways, we, we got the laptops. You go, here you go. We have no plan. Figure it out. 
And then they started deciding, wow, we should have a plan. <laughs> so they started telling teachers, telling teachers to give us your lesson plans on how you're going to use them. We need them. And we all thought, you're going you're gonna to take them and sell them. No <laughs> That's way. literally, I'm what not you kidding. In least the, the little circle I was in, they, were, they did not want to share because they thought the county was going to take our personal work and make profit on it somehow. Yeah. So it was like, no, you can't have my lesson plan. Now, that was weird. But still, there, there are some people who just aren't sharing kind of people. Oh, yeah. So when I say people who aren't sharing, giving, volunteering, they're out there. Oh, my gosh. They're still out there. So you're, you've seen teachers in our school. We don't say names. Of course. They just don't, they just don't give them up. They don't yeah. share. Oh, yeah. I find that unusual. Um and I, I wonder, it, it, maybe it's just that human nature. Why is it not maybe more uh, advertised that that's part of the gig? Yeah. You know? I mean, we all know anything you do on that teacher laptop is not yours. Sure. It's county. You touch it, it's county material. Everything you type, county owns it. And I'm fine with that. That's business. Yeah. I think, I think one of the attractive things when I... Um, or I've had a lot of positive experiences with teaching with like a, a group of teachers that have been so willing to share. Like I think like when I was at Short Pump, that was a, I mean, I basically mm. survived because of sharing, right. right? Especially the first year teacher, like you don't have, you don't have your arsenal of stuff. Um, and so like the four of us shared like a ton. And then when I came to Glen Allen, we were all, I remember in the history department, I mean, we, that was one of the, like the really, 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 like just fantastic things that we constantly had this like just this, this shared drive of things that we would all dump in and we would send emails to one another and I actually remember like one of the reasons why Drew said he came over to Glen Allen from Deep Run right. was you know I we I was sending him all this like World War II like uh, like lesson plans and that were all interactive and we were kind of going back and forth and brainstorming to make it better and doing whatever and he thought it was so and the, the entire department was on that email and he Amazing. was like it was so cool that like all of you that he was added on the list and he saw all the kind of like the back and forth and and I remember like especially in the beginning at Glen Allen like lunches were by department right. and our lunch conversation and this is really corny but man, our lunch conversation was all about like how sweet our lessons were, and it was about like how to improve them and like make them better. Like the, I was like, whoa, this is pretty unique. It was yes. very. It was I gotta cool. say, it was unique. Yeah, I was a jealous person of your department. Yeah. Wow, so tight. It, it was, was super it was tight. loud and and laughter and uh, all of, I really recall is you mostly making fun of Jack Hatch. Yes. I don't know why. Yep, we I was did out that of too. Loop, but whatever. Yep. <laughs> so you came from that middle school environment, which was amazing, sharing, caring. Yes. To the high school environment, which was just as amazing. Even more so. And uh, I think you were in a bubble. I, I think, think you were li- living in a bubble in both of those scenarios. <laughs> I think you're right. I think I was. <laughs> but. It, it doesn't mean that it can't be that way or we should always strive for that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why, I mean, honestly, I think it's probably the main reason. I mean, in all sincerity, I think it's the main reason why I'm even like still teaching 20 years later. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I think in some ways, and this is a little bit dark, but like in some ways, like you and I are 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 dinosaurs or relics in that, like, you know, we're, I mean, we're, we're making a, like a total career of this of like, you know, 
30 years or 30 plus years or mm-hmm. in the class classroom teachers right. and i think for me for me i think it's because i found people that just like that i, I or, or was lucky enough to be in situations where i had other teachers that i really relied on and yeah. that was were creatively pushing me to like go outside my comfort zone be better right. try new things and i think a, a lot of times when we lose teachers it's because they feel you know isolated in some way Why can't we get it back? <laughs> I know. And I keep saying, look, put all the math teachers back together in the same hallway. But we have the science rooms and these weird spots and we can't do. But anyway, we could if we wanted to. And I, I wonder if some of that could come back if we were just put people closer together. Oh, I think we have. Yeah, I think we have arbitrary uh, uh, obstacles that we as an education, we just kind of throw up. You know, we, we throw up there. Those are, yeah. these are just walls that we do on purpose. Right. That if, and I mean, sure, there are there are logistical issues or problems, but um, one of the things that I think makes, you know, like the younger grades, elementary school or or middle school even, like um, one of the things that sometimes can make that successful, and this is not in every obviously in every school. But is that is that teaming concept yeah. when you know a group of four teachers like really like know those students and it's actually one of the things that I think they make like specialty centers mm-hmm. successful is that like and this is not necessarily like all so obviously all social studies teachers but like when you're able to team with teachers like so for right now like myself like I have a kind of a there's a core team of teachers like myself and like Meg Rakowski and John Tolbert who who all teach the same students in ninth grade and you know. One teaches child growth and development, one teaches English, and I teach history. But the three of us know those students so well, and the three of us have so many conversations about like the lesson plans that we're doing and how can we, in, how can we uh, change our lessons or adapt them to make it more meaningful to what they're doing. You know, whether it's literature or whether it's like, you know, uh, a skill that we're trying to, you know, improve on. And I think that that product for students is really powerful mm-hmm. and so I think in I think we arbitrarily say we can't do it in high school because there's so many different classes and so many different permutations and so and the, and the master schedule there's no way you can you can team but I'm not convinced that that I, I think you I think a smart people could figure that out and if you could yeah. you know you could, if you could have an actual team of like you know math science English history teacher um, and those four teachers could like you know have those that core of 120 students you could do some i mean cool stuff i'll say it again i don't know if anyone's listening hello test <clears throat> you take away the sols yeah. and a whole lot of stuff could happen we uh, i can't I'm, well you were there uh but i remember having some like school type meetings go hey let's think about some big picture topics that we can all teach around and i said yeah like perspective that's a great word that applies to any subject whatsoever. I can teach perspective, literally, like the art perspective, yep. drawings type thing, and you know, perspective, synthetic geometry, whatever. 
on go there. And I think it'd be really cool if we just keep that key word in mind. How do you teach just the idea of perspective as a concept? Yeah. And how it relates. Gold never got off the ground. It's like, oh, darn it. And the easy answer is, well, it doesn't directly relate to my SOLs. It's like, ah. And back then, the SOLs were like really on our backs. Yes. They're still there, but not They're quite not like that. Intense. But I mean, if they were gone, and you go, like, yeah, pacing, whatever, be a totally different thing. No, and I, and I think, you know, I think when you see some, you know, transformative programs or some or some positive things that are going on in education whatever whether it's like you know ryan stein what he's doing over there at greenwood mm. right oh great or, work yeah like amazing work over there or even like like most likely to succeed you know like that documentary um the ted Dickersmith. um have you have you seen that most no. likely to succeed really cool um about high tech high in yeah. california but it's all about that community feel like oh, a yeah. kid's wanting to be part of something yeah. Something small, but also something big. Right. So. Right. He had uh, seniors who just graduated, my son, go back, and it's a thing they do, and meet with the kids who are about to leave, you know, or the kindergartners. They yeah. go, look, you're going to be this old and graduate high school. And you know, that kind of connection. It's like, oh, that is gold. Isn't it gold? That's a great idea. I don't yeah. know if it's his, but he's pushing it. Yeah. Don't ever put him down, down, down. Look at me now. Ryan Conway, you are the head of the Specialty Center at Glennon High School. I am. Give the audience a brief interview. What's that special center about? Yeah, so um, it's called the Center for Education and Human Development. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, it's basically like a, a magnet school. Like Henrico has these magnets, like basically every high school has one. It's like, and, and the idea is, is that you have a, there's 50 students ideally per grade. So you, I'm basically like a mini principal of 200 kids mm. and students that elect to come into the program there's an application process but then they kind of they come to the school and they take um, specific classes in that content area and it's in, in sort of within a cohort so it's kind of a school within a larger school so, right. and 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 so students that come to the Center for Education and Human Development have a a more specific interest potentially in education or in psychology or in something in that those human services potentially kind of career ideas mm-hmm. or fields and so it's almost like a major yeah. really that and so kids will take so um, they take some classes together so they get to know one another pretty well those 50 students and then um, and then they all take the kind of the same elective classes um, each year so um, so yeah that's kind of like what the and each, each specialty center has a different specialties so right. there's obviously like you know a, a leadership specialty center there's a communications one there's a medical sciences one and, and right. whatever the different interests are that students have um, and and positive about that is that they get they they get the cohort and they also get the um, they get the extra classes in, in a particular interest right. and then negatives on that is that like you know we, we oftentimes the specialty center kind of takes a lot of your electives you know, so if you're not really interested yeah. in that content, you know, sometimes it's, it's difficult to take right. other electives outside. Not a lot of room, but there is room. There My is, daughter, there is some example, room. Yes, she did. Did um, band, drama. Yep. Stuff like that. Yeah. Creative writing. Yep. So, like, the big picture of goals for a student in that specialty center is they're going to come out with the skill or their knowledge of... Yeah, so I think we're very, we're very skill-based. Um, specialty center in that students will come out 
um, not necessarily having to be uh, like wanting to go in one particular career field, like wanting to be an educator or a teacher, but they're gonna they're gonna have skills specifically like really good skills in communication, really good skills in um, like critical thinking and creativity that will translate well into a variety of different career paths. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that being said, they get a lot of and they get a lot of exposure to education. Right. They get a lot of exposure to psychology. They get a lot of exposure. So, so my goal is that they will develop skills which will make them successful, you know, in a variety of career paths. Right. But like, it seems to be that a lot of graduates do continue to pursue education, psychology, physical therapy, you know, right. um, even medical, like pediatrician, nursing. Those it's a huge variety of majors. It's a out huge. There. It's, it's a huge variety. What percentage go on to be teachers? Actual teachers, I, I would say about um, probably a quarter, about 25%. Oh, really? That many? Yeah. like um, there's a I lot. I thought of, it was less. Well, I think we think it's less because um, a lot of students, when they, and this is kind of like a working theory that I have, but like uh-huh. a lot, you know, when you graduate high school, like there's a lot of kids that are just like, the last thing I want to do is turn around right. and be a teacher and go back in the classroom. And go back in the, in the classroom. But it just, like what I'm finding in just kind of data that I'm getting from like kids that are graduating is that like they'll tell me they don't want to be a teacher their senior year in high school. Like like it's probably it's more like five to ten percent that say when they graduate they want to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. But they realize that they I think they've had such a they've had such a good experience in in school. Right. in high school and continue to pursue that in college that like more of them are coming back into education or hmm. being a teacher once they graduate. Fascinating. So that that's definitely the highest like the last data like education is the is the is the um, highest percentage major wow. for kids that graduate from our program. Cuz I thought we were trying to shake that you're going to teach your training kind of specialty center going no no it's not no it's not and well maybe it is yeah i, I the more the, it's interesting the more the more i'm in it the more i think originally i was we, we were considering like trying to like you know widen the net of to, to you know i think originally we thought if you market it simply as a teacher center the only people that are going to want to potentially oh, yeah. come to that center would be like students that know right now in eighth grade that they want to be like an elementary no. school teacher. No, and that you don't want that. And that, and we, I felt like that was kind of limiting. So we, we sort of like widened the net into like really developing like skills that yeah. I mean you think about it like a few people in, in business and human resources like the the things that we kind of teach them in 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 the center with like all the different communication yeah. they have to do and and working in groups and, and and having to kind of like critically analyze issues and problems and discussions. Like obviously those are excellent skills if you're if you're gonna go into education right. as a teacher, but they're also excellent skills, you know, if you're gonna, you know, go into business. that moment of creating content around an idea. I do too. You eat that up, don't you? I love it, but I, I also think it attracts I think it attracts like real passionate teachers that are good at their jobs and want to do that. Um, and that, I, I, and I think like to me that's also like the selling point of any program, but like it's the it, uh, like content 
like I teach World History Two as well, and there are a thousand World History Two teachers. Sure. But my class, like, so it's all and it's all standardized curriculum, right? It's all right. like state based curriculum. But my class, I, I I think is very different than other people's classes. Right, and I think any right. any good teacher, I think, would say that. Oh, like, I, you would hope so. You would hope so, right? It and almost so, better be. It, yeah, <laughs> and so like when I had a chance to kind of create like diverse learners curriculum, or you had a chance to create like you know technology and communications curriculum, it's it's really that teacher in the room that that makes that class. Right. It's not the it's not the bullet points. Take all of your lessons right now. That amazing world. History two. Two, right. Okay. Right. Take that class and hand all those lessons over to someone else. How well is it gonna go? Sure. I mean like Is it gonna work? Maybe. Do people use your lessons? Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean and Do you ever known people to use your lessons? Oh yeah. Oh very much okay. so. Yeah, yeah. Do they change them? Yes. I think I think every good teacher try like takes because like because my style of teaching you got to be authentic, right? Like my style yeah. of teaching is not necessarily your style of teaching. Right. And so like, oh, and so, sure. And so whatever. So there are some things like that I put in, in lesson plans that certain teachers would just be like, no, I'm not having my students right. do that. Like whatever it is. But and, do you know the changes? Oh, no, I don't really know the changes oh, now. Because yeah. I think it would be interesting to know what they change in. How you felt well, about that? Well, I'll say this. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> so say no, this. don't you? Yeah, no, no, you gotta leave it alone. I know. <laughs> Let them know I have what they're gonna do. I have. I mean, we kind of touched on this a little bit with the middle school thing, but I have a tendency to give students a lot of freedom in mm-hmm. the class, whether that's with you know allowing them to, um, or I give them a lot of autonomy. Whether it's like allowing discussions to go. Um, like go on a little bit longer or allowing them to research a little bit longer or allowing them to get up out of their seats and moving around and working with different people a little bit longer. I have noticed that more often than not, like teachers that will use my lessons will oftentimes kind of like constrain or control the kids maybe a, a right. little bit more than than what I had, what I would do. But that was also, that's also kind of my classroom management style right. too. So, hmm. I mean, and I think to each his own that, I'm not saying mine's better, but I love- But it was better for you. It was better of for course. me. It was better for me. To each his own, to each his own, and my own is you. What good is a song if the words just don't belong, and a dream must be a dream for two? Do you get any choice in content of what to teach and what not to teach? In in, in, world in, in, a, in a content level, um, I'll say, uh, or I'll maybe say, it's more emphasized and not emphasized. Yeah, I think it's emphasized. I mean, there's obviously, you know, I, I still think standards, the standard, like the SOLs in Virginia, but I think standards are are important um, in 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 content level classes, and so like that th- that is the blueprint of of kind of the material I have to cover. But I think I think a lot of teachers, myself included, will. And we'll either go beyond the, the SOLs in terms of like the actual content that they sure. have to cover, or we'll definitely emphasize, you know, um, right. things more or less. Um, now we've had, we've had weird years where like pandemic is like you just can't teach all that anymore. Yep, it's virtual. Just forget it. Yep. So you had to cut stuff. Of course, and I I actually found this year specifically with with like that class and. Uh, in that, I, I I know that these the SOLs are being a little bit de-emphasized in yeah. history class, right? Like they're being they're we're going to a bit more skill based kind of assessments and and you know um, you know problem based assessments 
where where kids are like writing more and and analyzing historical documents more. And so I think because of that, and I see this movement, I I really feel like I have not taught like some of the so like there's just in a history class especially, but all all different levels deal with this is that like there's always like on a pacing guy there's just way too much than you're supposed to cover always always way and so it's insane. I, it makes me wonder why they make it that way when you know it's an when it's like it's a, a day, no win you're like it's a no Can't win like, just, there's no depth right there's just breadth right. and so i have found it's probably also because i've got i'm more of a veteran i'm obviously a veteran teacher now and i'm more confident in myself and i know what's right for the kids but i have really like decided what's important and what's not important right. and, and, and delved it on skill. I'm not saying I haven't covered things, yeah. but there's I haven't covered some things. Are, that I've, you know, so are there it, other World History Two teachers in the department? It's not oh, just yeah, you, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they feel the same way? Or is there like, no, I'm going to do this and not something else? I think a lot of them feel the same. A lot of them feel the same pressure that like, there's just no way I can cover. Yeah, like, but do you everything. agree on the same things to like, eh, I'm going to can that and focus over this? Um, or is there disagreement on that? There's probably some dis- some disagreement. Yeah. I think I think I mean one of the, and I, I I think there, I think people higher up in education don't love this answer, but like I still I still love the, you know that's my classroom and I I am the expert in the classroom of what I what my students need right now and so I love the autonomy right. that like I can emphasize something and another teacher can emphasize something else. Right. You know, and as long as I'm doing it with fidelity and and understand like what do my students need to know? Right. And what in terms of like skill development, you know, and um because man like and I'm I'm really just talking about from a history perspective, but like it's so different now than it was 20 years ago. I mean, I got kids like on their computers like fact checking like information me like while we're while we're saying things and they're, and they're like you know and, and I think that's great and I'm like but you don't have to memorize this I don't care if right. you memorize like whatever this you know the um, you know 30 years war is about I mean like you, there's Wikipedia for you to kind of look at, but like let's understand like the themes or like the whys and how it relates to today today and like what are you know why does it why does this matter to you in 2022 I do a lot of that Ooh. like I do a lot almost every class period I do a lot of like who cares you wow. know like like who cares like what why why am I t- why do you think like you gotta sometimes you gotta ask kids you know I mean like it's called metacognition or whatever but you get like why are you learning this like why like why does so, this matter to you why does this matter to you year old right and so I I will stop and and make them write that out huh. almost every day so the skill is more of an um, being a little more analytical and understanding my world versus what happened. Yeah. Why would this be relevant to me? Yeah. Yeah. And that answer is no one correct answer. Correct. Wow, that's a good skill. Yeah, it's re- I mean, it's definitely because like I mean that's the other, the other thing is like you know we're all br- bringing in right you know different baggage. So you could say then that the whatever particular factual content is kind of irrelevant. The skill is just pick content, do that, because it's that internalizing, analyzing. That's what's really important. That's what I believe, yeah. Woo, I like that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I feel the same way about mathematics. Yeah. It's way too much. I bet you walk into anyone and go like, okay, that's all your units. Which ones are the most important? Pick three. And you know, it's like they think they're all important and go, no, they're not really. We could skip any of them. They're all going to be forgotten. 
all of them. Of course. <laughs> I ask, I don't know if you do this, I ask every kid I ever see outside of my house when I run into them, hey, what do you remember about my class 10 years ago? Nothing except something minusculely stupid and funny and weird, I guess. I know. And I love that. Yeah. It's like right on. Cool. Yeah. We could, I mean, we could ask Sophie right now what she remembers from like World History 2. Well, actually, you know? I did. We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, but the idea of content and how we are the, you know, the keepers of that content. But I just feel like uh, it, we walk up to a no-win situation and feel still like we have to win. And I think that's one reason on the math side of things where yeah. the job crumbles. You can't teach all that. And they feel like they're doing a bad job. And are they going to pass the test? Damn it, the test. <laughs> Again, get rid of the test. Then we make decisions about what's important. Yeah. I'm going to bring up Peter Coffey again, best math teacher I've ever met. He's very good at making those decisions. Of is what's he? Oh, gosh, he's genius. What really is important, what's really that skill, that thinking. Because in math, it's just about number sense, problem solving. End of course. <laughs> I don't know. You pick a topic, but that's what we're going to talk about. Number sense and problem solving. Yeah. Patterns, maybe. you know. But it's all very general. It doesn't matter if it's about parabolas or polygons. It's all the same game. And it sounds like that's the same thing with you. So, yeah, so true. Well, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Mm. So true. My dog agrees. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we're going to take a small little break and be right back with Ryan Conway. All right. Don't feel sick if it ain't got that You've been listening to The Art of Teaching. I'm Pete Anderson. Thanks for listening, but it's time to move on to your next class. We take a break whenever. You know, you gotta go, you gotta go. Yep. Bathroom's over there. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or if you have to leave, that's this fine. Is very, this is very professional. Well, you know, it's all about show business.